Putting together the the first annual Toe Tag Awards, right? We the Toe were, Tags, yeah, man. Yeah, and, and in anticipation of that, one of the categories was the best of the decade. And when we were talking about our best of the decade movies, we we kind of forgot one until the very end. We were like, holy shit, this is the one. Why weren't we talking about it? But Evil Dead, man. Yeah, um, shame on us. Big shame. Uh, <laughs> because... Um, that legit is actually one of my favorite movies, yeah. um, like ever now, because uh, it was just so well done, so good. Um, and it, what's really good about Evil Dead, I feel that it stands out. It doesn't really want to be Evil Dead one again. You know what I mean? Um, right. It wants to be part of the Evil Dead universe, which is really cool because it's paying homage, but it's kind of um, it's using the the groundwork laid down by sam raimi and and the first one um but it's its own thing um and i thought it was really cool of it to be originally made for this universe but still have that kind of nostalgic evil dead atmosphere to it you know what i mean yeah like it was it was somehow its own thing while still being like a good like remake and full of fan service and like yes absolutely it, it never felt like bogged down by any of that extra stuff exactly and it definitely deserves to be um you know spoken about in any of best of um in terms of horror regardless if it's all time or, or decade um in my opinion that movie is something that was not expected in terms of um, what what we thought the characters were or who they were, right? Like they were that right. um, there was that twist where you thought the brother was Ash the whole time, and then uh, it, it turns out to be no, like the girl was Ash. You know, she, she turns out to be the Ash of the movie, and that was a cool little twist because uh, the brother wasn't a, a little annoying. Yeah, and he was such a like bitch it, at first. Honestly, it was one of those things where like it, it seemed kind of obvious. And the movie is just much smarter than that. You know, it's a yes. much smarter remake. Yeah. Yes, it is. But at first, like, I felt I felt that the brother's character was, um, he was a little annoying, you know? Yeah. He was um, a little soft um, and I thought was a big detriment at first. But then as things started to unfold and other characters were shining around the brother, it kind of made it okay because you needed a a character like that. Um, Yeah, because, you know, Ash Williams was like that in the first one anyway. Yes. Wasn't wasn't he like the whiny dude? Yeah, well, yeah, he was, but he had – he wasn't – blatantly kind of like oh you know what i mean yeah but yeah. he he was though and the whole thing like that's why the brother's little like like where he got a little more serious and a little more you know what i mean the little transformation he had it's it's reflected what ash has in the first one you know he like transforms through this experience this is why i have my opinion about it because it didn't 
the context is totally different in terms of uh, the right. ash, uh, the ash, and the the brother coming in, like into their own. So in the remake, we have uh, Mia going through uh, withdrawal and uh, going through uh, some like drug withdrawal and uh, cold turkey, and it was like an intervention per se. And then in the first one, it was just some people just just getting together, right, having some fun. Like nothing really. It wasn't this atmosphere already ab- about the whole situation of kind of just being a bummer you know it, right. everyone was just having fun and chilling and uh and then ash came into his own based on like what the fuck was happening around him you know what i mean he wasn't like in the, in the remake in my opinion the brother was a little bit just like too too whining he was he was a little bit of of a bitch you know, he brought he was the bummer of the group, like the party pooper kind of character, you know? Yeah. In my opinion, um, th- that's why I can't really compare him to the first Ash too much. But you are right, though, where they do grow into that serious point. And to your point, the brother becomes kind of cooler when that serious shit happens. And he realizes, oh, my God, like l- legit shit's going down the same way Ash did in the original one. But. What really makes this the movie, obviously, is uh, it's Mia. What did you think of uh, of Mia? I mean, like uh, we started, like, we started seeing her in a bunch of other stuff too, but not not as much as I'd expect. Like, didn't she kind of? Um, what's her What's her name? Uh, I'm gonna feel so. I'm gonna, um, Jane uh, something. Jane Levy. Yeah, Jane Levy. Like, she didn't, also didn't show up as much as I expected. Because you know when when like. And a new actress gets thrown into like the horror genre. Yeah, you know, they, they, they pop up. They pop everywhere. And then I expect up- that same thing to happen from the chicken crawl. Y- yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but you're right though. She just appeared in Don't Breathe after that. Yeah. Right. And then after that, uh, oh, she, she was in Monster Trucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think some other non very big things. Yeah, it's Maybe. it's wild because I thought that's what would happen for her. But she was know. really good in Evil Dead. I yeah. think honestly, for her, this is that was her swan song. Uh, it, yeah, it, 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 it ain't gonna get perform- better than that. Yeah, I don't think she's ever gonna top that. That's the thing. You you peak you peak so high early on. It's like what what else do you do? Like, hey, what? listen, you know what she does? Hmm. The con man. <laughs> you know the, yeah the con circuit yeah just just get the money from autographs and stuff like i would you know, i would like, fuck oh. yeah dude just, just having oh. the very cool rendition of what we had especially at the end where it was uh mia versus mia right like the evil yeah. demon mia versus mia um, yeah just and be that, able to like like i would love to just be able to tell her hey great job this is great Dude, and <laughs> fucking that scene with the jeep when the the demon fucking oh yeah, um, and she rips her arm off. Yeah, she, like, where the jeep pulls o- it off, overturns yeah. on her fucking hand, and she was like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, you know, YOLO. You know what I mean? So, so fuck it. Like she just pulls that her arm, and the prosthetic fucking effects in this movie were fantastic. Yeah, that was the other um, thing. Like blood rain, like if, every everything in this movie looked brutal and visceral and just yeah. gross and before like, and uh, good. Before we get into the gooey stuff for the movie, oh yeah, because um, I want to <laughs> talk about some scenes. Um, welcome, folks, to um, episode uh, fifteen. 
right? Is yeah, it 15? 15 yes. Wow, fucking 15 episodes already. Uh, of the Morgue, the official Course Feed podcast. Uh, and uh, with me, as always, is my trusty producer, Mr. Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. Welcome, Tex. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, man. And I am Arturo Padilla, uh, the, the guy behind the face, uh, the guy behind the corpse. And uh, here we're talking just best of the decade, man. It's fucking going to be 2020 in, in less than a month, right? And we're just talking about what we've seen throughout the years. And one of the big standouts was, uh, I believe, 2013, right? Yes. Um, the, the Evil Dead remake. Um, but as we said before, uh, we enjoyed it thoroughly because it was one of its own kind of original creation but still can li- uh, live beside the original you know side by side in harmony pretty much um and a lot of the stuff in that movie um a, a lot of the good successes in that movie was the use of practical effects um and just like it and the original with a lower budget of course right They made do and made a heck of a movie with some pretty awesome practical effects, good makeup, those contacts that they wore in the original. Like I remember watching a a commentary where the actors fucking hated wearing those contacts because they couldn't see shit. Um, So they did some pretty gnarly stuff with a small budget back in the day. But they did some pretty awesome stuff with some good practical effects um, back in 2013. Um, And... One of the scenes uh, that I really love is when um, uh, who was it? When the nurse, right? She breaks the glass in the bathroom. Oh yeah, and, and cuts up her jaw and her yeah. face up, dude. And like you see that visual. Oh my god, it's so awesome. It's so fucking gnarly. And and the makeup that was used on Mia when she became a demon and they trapped her down in the fucking basement. Like the makeup used was fucking great. That scene that I know was CG, but it was very good CG though, right? Uh, yeah. with, uh, with the tongue split? Yeah, yeah. It was yes. – It like every moment of CG was pretty fucking good. Yeah, because I think, I think the tongue split was CG. The tongue split was and uh, what else was? There was – When was uh, uh, I'm not sure what, which one you're referring to, but the one where the guy's girlfriend – uh, fucking hacks off her arm with a with a fucking oh, turkey carver, right, right? Right. Yes. That was awesome. Um, and then the speaking of trees, we're just talking about trees. That incident in the woods, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. that was actually uh, it was well done. You know, it yeah. it was well done. It looked good. Um, it uh, it's very reminiscent of the first one, but obviously more uh like darker uh. Right. uh visually better well done obviously because of the times you, you know it's another you know it's another good horror movie uh, from this decade that like it was a surprise but it's a completely different tone uh more sci-fi attack the block oh dude attack the block was good yeah it gave us that's, john boyega but but that's when they were like oh let's get john boyega but then you you throw him as like fucking finn yeah <laughs> as a whack-ass stormtrooper you had the opportunity to like make him like a black jedi which would have been fucking dope right, right. And then you make him a stormtrooper and it was everything was downhill from there uh <laughs> but uh attack the block was dope i loved how the aliens look dude dude what uh, a good design yes every time they opened their mouths right and yes you would see that glowing blue it was just oh it was so good it's and so what, simple like it's so yeah it's, what a striking like, visual and it's yeah. cool because they 
wouldn't have to um, focus a lot on the actual detail of the bodies for a long time, you know? Yeah. So you get them like in the dark a lot with with these glowing mouths and the fangs sticking out and just looking really xenomorphish kind of way, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, that was a that was a good movie. That was a really good movie. Attack yeah, because yeah, because like. It, it was also a good little blend of comedy, and it's also a kid adventure. We've talked about this too, where it's like you when you get a good kid, like young teen adventure. Like yeah, it, it, you know what? Also, it used that awesome. Uh, it really used that awesome blueprint of the raid and dread, right? Yeah. Where you put them in a fucking in a in a building. Uh, it's a, it's project a confined space. Exactly. Yeah. Just work your way up, dude. That's uh, th- those movies always work very well, dude. It's so um, good. And then on top of that, you had a monster that you didn't have to think a lot about. You know, it's just these fuzzy things with blue mouths that, that they tear up the joint. You yeah, know? you you just knew they were aliens, right? Yeah, that's, that's all you really care about. Oh, and they were bad aliens. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, there was no question whether it was a good alien, bad alien. No, it was all bad. It was all bad, and they were killing people. So you knew off the bat it was bad. Um. But yeah, but I hope John Boyega bounces back from that Star Wars role. <laughs> you um, know what though? Like he, it's one of those things where he, I feel like after after Star Wars or after he gets let off from that, he's just start. He's gonna go the Robert Pattinson route and start doing all these indie movies. Oh, where because Pattinson was fucking held down by Twilight for a long ass time. Yeah, and so he was like, ah, he wanted the complete opposite of that. So he started doing these smaller, like smaller budget. And now know. he's Batman, right? Yeah, and, you know that's. <laughs> where you prove your chops you, you prove your metal in like the the independent movies you know uh speaking of our pattinson um one of the biggest disappointments of the year um of 2019 um was a follow-up to um robert eggers's uh um the witch uh the lighthouse yeah see i hear so many different things are true because it's like what have you like heard it's one of the, yeah it's what have you heard and then i'll tell you what movies. i think I've heard it's one of those, like, it's a film buff movie. Dude, it's, it's one of those things where we've talked about before, right? Where it's like, we, we've we said it at length, where it's like, we will, some people enjoy the movie as, like, a thing to break down. You know, it's like, oh, let me look at the process of how this is done. No, and, and I get like, it. And I yeah. get it. It's definitely like a film kid school. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like a, a film kid movie. Yeah. Um, like it, it's film school kid. Like we, a film school kid, film kid. You know what yeah. I mean? But yes, um, it's all black and white. Yeah. All black and white, which, you know what? I don't mind depending on the kind of movie. I'm not a big fan of black and white movies. Um, just a black and white kind of puts me to sleep. It's, uh, I don't know what it is. Um, the only one I've gotten through is Frankenstein and I had to watch that a second time just to make sure I went through it properly. And, uh, it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Um, uh, but, uh, it was filmed in like 35 millimeter, right? So it was, right. you know, the, it was, it wasn't, you know, your big screen kind of, uh, kind of movie. Um, it was all black and white and, and, and 35 millimeter. Um, Willem Dafoe was fantastic. As this old kind of like, you know, captain of the sea, lighthouse-ish kind of guy. Um, he was really good in the movie. But it's all style, no substance in my opinion. And I, I'm i really disappointed, but I'm not surprised. I did hear um, an A24 podcast, right, where they had Robert Eggers and Ari Aster like talking movies. And both these guys are just totally like knee-deep in filmology 
and like film theory and the right. practice of film movies and it was just like listening to a bunch of film kids pretty much in film yeah, school just talk back and forth and i was like when i heard that that explained a lot in midsummer right mm-hmm. um and i was afraid when i heard uh, of the lighthouse after i heard that podcast i was like oh shit which is surprising because you got Hereditary from Ari Aster, right? Another great movie of the decade. And then you got The Witch, another great movie of the decade from fucking – from Robert Eggers. So after The Witch, I I knew from the start that he wanted to make s- something like that was very um, like knee-deep in, in time and in history. Like he didn't want to go contemporary. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I knew that off the bat. And I knew it was about a lighthouse and all this stuff years ago. Um, that's why I was very excited. Um, and I was just very excited to watch it. And then I saw it and I just didn't know how to feel afterwards. Because I was like, I wanted to like it really bad because right. The Witch was so good. But it was just not that good. Um, it has a very Lovecraftian style to it in terms of story. But it's just... It doesn't go anywhere. It's very confusing sometimes. It's very just like, let me throw some noir-looking-ish, you know, scenes in a movie and this and that. Oh, dude, it's just very disappointing because um, The Witch was great. And I love how The Witch um, is just so so dark and how they portray witches, um, which I've always told you before that I'd like that dark take of witches um, I definitely think we've took a turn in Hollywood in terms of how witches are portrayed on TV, right? Um, as we got in like the Wicked Witch of the West, and then we got um, we got the Craft, we got Charmed, and all that stuff, and the, the, the witches got darker and darker, and then and then we have a uh, the portrayal of these witches, which are like you know frolicking, long-haired, naked women in the woods just about to sacrifice some babies and shit. (laughs) Um, So it's pretty dark. And I love that take because it is in in history. It is is written like that sometimes. Um, It's not all, you know, cauldrons and spells and stuff. It's um, it's a lot more darker, a lot more satanic. And uh, the witch definitely delved in those topics. Um, And it had just one of the best lines you could ever put in a satanic movie, which was, um, would you like to live deliciously? And that's so just, you know, what it's all about in terms of that, that realm, you know? And then since we're talking about A24, we have Hereditary, another great movie of the decade, um, which honestly, like, I'm disappointed that Toni Collette did not get nominated for an Oscar that year. She got snubbed. She was fantastic in that movie. And just the emotion that 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 woman went through in that movie um, is just fucking crazy. And I was really upset when that didn't happen. But you know what? I'm not surprised. Always snubbing the good people. But A24, dude, always banging out those fucking movies. And like, yeah, they're, you can usually count on them for like a good, if you want a good solid, like probably artsy movie, you know, probably like a little more like, oh, this is going to make dude, you think a little bit. Or This is not know. horror, but the, that new um, A24, the Adam Sandler one. That Jules yeah, uh, movie? Uncut Gems. Yeah. yeah, that looks pretty interesting. It looks pretty like a punch drug love kind of Adam Sandler, hopefully. Yeah, and, you know, he's one of those guys where it's like, I, I don't know, I, I still kind of like his goofy stuff, you know? And I like Click, and a lot of people don't like Click. 
I love Click, but I can't watch it again after I saw it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now with kids, bro. No, I can't do that to myself. Oh, dude. No, oh, no way. Yeah. I can't watch Click. Anyways, we're straying from the topics. Um, <laughs> now that we're talking about A24, right? Um, we're talking about Hereditary, The Witch, the very disappointing um, uh, The Lighthouse. You know, I would love to hear why people love The Lighthouse. That's not that aren't like, you know, criticizing and critiquing scenes about color and stuff like that. I want to know what you think about the fucking story. The story was trash. And that's what a movie is all about is story. And um, you know what? Everybody gets one. Hopefully he comes out. It, it seems like it was a passion thing. You can tell he wanted to kind of have a budget to make, you know, like a dream film school movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, one A24 movie that really stands out and it's definitely not um, for the lighthearted is one of the nominees as well for the best of the decade in the Toe Tag Awards is Green Room. Um, mm-hmm. That movie, my friend, we cannot talk enough about Green Room. We cannot say how how pleased we were to watch it. It's just a fantastic movie. And uh, you know what? I'm really glad that Patrick Stewart was in it. Um, yeah, like fucking Captain Picard too. Like. Love me some Captain Picard, dude. Yeah, out of nowhere, too, that he, you know, and you know he can act. You know he can go to those depths. But it's it's one thing to know it, and it's one thing to see him be so, like, intense and evil. But oh, Yeah, because you've never seen him in that kind of role where he's, like, legit a yeah. Nazi. You know, it's like, oh, he's a racist, you know? Yeah, he's, like he's he part of a Nazi. Uh, yeah, he's legit the head of uh, a skinhead, you know, faction. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so it, it was crazy seeing him in that role, but he fucking owned the hell out of that movie. Um, and uh, Anton Yelchin, again, uh, rest in peace. Um, rest in peace. His, his finest like, hour. Gone way too soon. Gone and, way too soon. Oh, it's, man. The things he could have done after Green Room, too, man. After showcasing that talent, dude. Oh. Dude, he's so good in that movie. Yeah, it's one man. of those things where it's like, even like just to see Anton Yelkin in that movie, see Patrick Stewart in that movie, it's... And then, then you get all of, like then you get the actual movie on top of that. You know, it'd be yeah, one thing if it, it was, was if it was just their performances we liked. You know, it was but, the whole thing, dude. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm thinking about all the side characters too, and like all his bandmates, for example. Like they were like the, the good characters, good solid yeah. characters, real grounded characters. They really seem like people you would know. Um, uh, even the the singer that's like a punk. Like yeah. to, to the core, I have friends who are punks, and uh, there's totally like really well written characters. But again, you know, what's the director's name? Solnier, right? Mm-hmm. Jeremy um, Solnier. Yes. Yeah, uh, he did Blue Ruin, which is another you know fantastic movie with crazy deep, intense you know primal kind of scenes and sequences, um, and uh, a lot of action sequences about consequences and actions and consequences in the movie that lead to more action in the movie. It's crazy. It's just, uh, it, he, he writes really good movies and directs really good movies. Um, and green room was just absolutely fantastic. Um, it's one of the best movies ever made. Um, Honestly, yeah. Like, it's- yeah. It's a great fucking, it's, it's suspenseful to the core. Like if you are not, uh, white knuckle tight, like, you know, digging into your couch when you're watching it, like leg, just, you know, 
uh, just kicking like up and down, you know, it, you're not human. It, it's yeah, that's fucking... true. If if you find yourself disconnected from it, I don't know what to tell you. Dude, like, it's, it's an intense movie. I think and, maybe you're listening to the wrong podcast, you know. You're, and when they fucking <laughs> let loose those dogs too, you're like in there. You're like, oh my God, what else are they going to throw at these yeah, fucking if you, kids? If you're not reacting that in Green Room, Dude. honestly, like you're listening to the wrong show. This is, you know, it just, it's what Court Speed loves. Just oh my good. God. Good movies. Absolutely. And A24, big shot to A24. Thank you so much for giving us movies like, uh, what was it? They're giving us Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Um, uh, uh, the Green Room we just spoke about. They're giving us The Witch. They're giving us Hereditary. They're giving us, um, uh, what other movies? A whole fucking bunch. Oh, um, Hole in the Ground. Um, that's one of the nominees for uh, the best streamer of the year in the Totec Awards. Um, mm-hmm. they've given us, um, bit other things, um, outside the horror genre as well. that are also very good in quality. Just A24, man. Oh, Annihilation. With, oh, yeah, Annihilation. With Natalie Portman. That's a heck of a movie. You know, what a ride. That's a trippy ass movie. It's a crazy alien movie. That's a good movie. I'm, I'm telling you, A24 quality. Um, but speaking of quality, let's, um, let's, uh, talk about, uh, one of the best movies that you and I have seen in a long time. And also another nominee in the best of the decade. Um, you recommended the movie to me and I was like, you know what? I've been dying to see it, see what's up. And that movie was, was uh, train to Busan. Oh, um, yes, yes. We, um, I think both watched it like, like a, a several days apart a couple of years back when it first came out on uh, on Netflix mm-hmm. and you were like dude you got to watch this fucking movie and i was like you know what let me watch this fucking movie i'm not uh i like foreign films you know what i mean i'm not saying i don't like foreign films it's just like i w- it's tough to get in the mood to read subtitles the, the, whole, yeah, the, the whole entire time I agree. um it's that's why when i when i read subtitles in a movie it's usually you know a movie that i'm really digging that i really want to watch it's not I, right. I just can't sit down like on a random day and just watch a movie and read subtitles all fucking time it's um it's something i have to prepare myself for and uh, i was like you know what let me watch train to busan fuck it and dude train to busan was fucking one of the best zombie zombie movies i've ever seen yeah um legit hands down it's um also one of the best movies i've ever seen period um in terms of action and suspense and and even storytelling um it has um just like the train car itself the story is very linear you know Mm -hmm. um there's a goal set but then there's things it's always it's always moving forward yes exactly never stopping like it's always developing something it's always like uh point a kick it's like it's one of those, it's a perfect chain where it's like, this happens, and then this happens because of it. And it's like, this, because this, because this, because this, you know? Yeah. And, and it's legit. perfect. But that's what you want in a story. It's like, this makes this happen, then this, then this, you know? Yeah, like a lot of uh, chain reactions that happen in the in the movie. And um, it's it was really well made. Um, the characters were really good. At first, you, you know, the dad's a, a bit of a douche at first. You know, he's, he's like a douchey businessman. Yeah, um, he's he, the business dad. Yeah, he doesn't he, pay attention to his kid enough. And, yeah, classic uh, 80s business dad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know always working, always making yeah. a deal, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's, it's like, hold on, honey, I'm making a deal. 
he's working at some like nondescript company you know it's just like you basically call it like megacorp you know yeah exactly <laughs> he's like the head of megacorp yeah, or, yeah. or in line for a promotion at megacorp so he's trying to impress the boss you know yeah, making yeah, it's them all deals just, it's all just forgetting generic. about his fucking kid and his <laughs> yeah. wife yeah and alienating everybody mm-hmm. except his mom right yeah um and uh you know you kind of as a dad i grew to actually like the dude i'm like oh shit okay he's actually you know he 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 mustered up the guts you know to be a fucking good human being you know right uh, yeah as we see earlier thing where it's like you see you see the real sides of him yeah the one the ones that aren't tied down by like having to work for megacorp and the ones like it's like you know, once you it's once you tear down all those social identity things, right? It's like, oh, he doesn't have to be like the businessman anymore, you know. And then it shows what kind of real person you are when all the shit's thrown to the wall like that, like that. You know, like my favorite, uh, my favorite guy in there, the one who's actually coming out in Eternals. He's part of yeah. the Marvel universe now. Yeah, good for him. Get yeah. that money, bro. Get that money. Yeah, the you know the guy who's like uh, like. You know the 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 rough guy. He's the gang. Maybe he's like maybe he's in like a mafia. Maybe he's in like a you know. But you don't know. It's kind of yeah, but, yeah, but you don't know. But he's the fucking thug with the heart of gold, right? Oh. You know. And uh, we first meet him uh, when uh, the kid gets lost and the whole uh, uh, struggle uh, when the infestation first happens on the train. Right. And then when they when the kid finally reunites with her dad. Um, and they're running away from the fucking zombies. The dad fucking closes the door on that dude. I forgot what his name was. And he's like, you know, the kid is telling his daddy, open the fucking door for this guy. Open the door, right? And he's like, no, you know, we have to protect ourselves. You know, this guy, yeah. you know, he's, he's done for kind of <laughs> shit. They're going to eat him. And then the guy fucking kind of forced his way in. Um, and we see how he really is in the beginning. Um, and then they actually grow to actually like each other. Which is cool because you see these characters develop throughout the movie in this, this crazy kind of environment. Um, yeah, it, it's like it's the ultimate struggle, right? It's seeing yeah, how, how they change as people during all of this. You know, it's it's the way it always is with zombie movies, right? Where it's like, yeah, you're gonna survive, but at what cost? <laughs> Dude, that fucking scene in the train where they're going through the tunnel yeah right and um, like it's it's dark and the fucking zombies uh, only like go through sound right mm-hmm. they have to be quiet and shit and, and they have to go through the tunnel oh shit that was that was fucking and then they had intense, to fight bro. their way through the cars and yeah like, dude it was very snow piercer right yeah it, it's so good and then the zombies moved cool like they all have like this uh like we yeah, keep mentioning the favorite example we keep mentioning is when that guy fall it what it runs off the train and then, like, he gets up, but it's, like, he, he gets up, like, his back gets up first or something. Yeah, dude, he's, like, popping and locking as he gets yeah, up, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's really cool how they contort in just, like, like when they get infe- infested. I mean, it, when they get infected, they they contort yeah. in this really cool, unnatural kind of way. And it's c- kind of cringy at first because, you know, like, you know the body is supposed to be moving like that. Right. Um, and then they just kind of get up and just fucking run full force at you. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It's really it's- cool. If you guys haven't seen Train to Busan, you know, get on that ASAP. Yeah, you know? it's it's 
you know, I know subtitles scares a lot of a lot of people off. It, it, it understandable. I'm not. Gonna, it does, you know. yeah, understandable. But you know what? Like sometimes it's definitely worth it, and this it is, is one of the it. times. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is one of the movies I highly recommend. Um, with the subtitles, and it's rewatchable. You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those rewatchable movies because of just as well. It's not convoluted either you know it's it's pretty straightforward as we mentioned before yeah and, and it's it's sitting on netflix so yeah. if you're if you're looking for something on netflix there you go no excuses <laughs> i mean <laughs> literally um, no excuses yeah something else on netflix that really fucking piqued our interest this year um oh, uh, yes yes but uh it is uh it came out in 2017 it is a nominee for the best of the decade right yes um uh the babysitter uh oh man this fucking movie this um, movie i didn't give it a chance at first because the director said mcg we looked at the information on netflix and i'm like mcg i don't want to see a mcg movie you know <laughs> um but uh just that cover it that like a comic book drawing of the babysitter yeah was really was really enticing and then just the fact that um, I was super bored and it looked like – I was like, fuck it. A fun-looking satanic babysitter story. And it did not disappoint. It was it was so much fun to watch. All the yeah. characters are fucking great. Um, I, I know you thoroughly enjoyed it, right? Dude, all those – like all those young adult actors, you know, all those like teens, you know, like they're – man, they're so talented now. Isn't it so wild, dude? Like dude. all these – all these young people are talented now. I know, and we speak about it all the time. How um, the talent pool in, in that like young actor range, um, from young actor to young adult to like uh, to like below twenty one range, right, is um, has been really fucking great in Hollywood lately, man. Um, in comparison to um, uh, what we used to have back in the day, you know, we had Corey Haim. <laughs> Corey Feldman, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that's pretty much it. And oh, and that kid from fucking Sequest and Sidekicks, yeah, <laughs> right. You <Yeah, word. laughs> like we we had some good actors that you know now they're still doing stuff, right? But it was rare. Oh, Macaulay Culkin, right? Yeah, it, it's rare. Like, yeah, it's, it's very rare. But now you have a lot of kids um, doing their fucking thing. It's a it's a smarter world. It's a smarter dude, generation. Then, so the babysitter man, like, it's a perfect like, it, you know, because I know you don't really like like cheesy horror. No, I don't. I'm not a fan of like the cheesy B movie kind of like horror. Yeah. Um, but this movie has a way about it. It was written in a way. Um, where the comedy just fucking hits, man. Dude, it's so smart in like yeah. it, in the, in how it does this B movie stuff. Like it, yeah, it does all this exploitation, but like a lot of the dialogue is really smart. Characters, they like they're cartoons, but they all have like their their own personalities. You it's know also I mean? very self aware. You know, yeah. Um, it um the the movie is written in a way where the characters um are portrayed in a way where they understand. That everything is very, very out there, you know? Yeah, it's very and, heightened. You yes, know? It's exactly. like once, once one murder gets off, they all just like super, yeah, like, they're and, all just super killers now. And, and the, exactly. And the actors do a good job of, uh, of portraying the characters in that kind of world where they aren't over the top. But they're a little extra. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and it works in that world. Um, and uh, with uh, – um, our main actress, um, what's her name again from Ready uh, or Not? Yeah, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. Um, uh, 
is fucking great in this movie. Um, she's honestly the perfect babysitter at first. She's like, oh, this fucking girl's great. You know what I mean? She's beautiful. She's fucking nerdy, right? She's playing with the kid, like the way the kid wants, and that they watch all these movies together. Right. And, it, and it's like, oh, you know, this is a fucking perfect babysitter. And, you know, it's perfect babysitter because she's a fucking Satanist, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's wild because so much, it's so smart because so much of that dialogue in the beginning, it's basically like, it's it's that kind it's point it's pointed like it's very like very like out of place dialogue but they make it to where it's like that's all foreshadowing yeah it's like yes you know, exactly when you, when you find the movie on netflix it tells you the pro- like the plot right away you know you know she's like a satanic killer already and so like that first like five ten minutes everything she says has got a little twist to it you know what i mean yeah it, exactly it's, it's so good it's so smart and it's uh, it's fun watching everything unfold. Uh, yeah, you don't you expect a kind of um, outrageousness out of this movie, um, and you do get it, but it's not like it's not flat out B, you know? Yeah, um, there's there's only yeah. some little like some little twist to it, some little like it's Home Alone, but then there's some like some extra little thing on it. Like a good example uh, that doesn't spoil too much is. Um, like the bully one, like the muscle head one, right? Yes. He's like he's the basically like he's the most into it. And there's the part where the kid whose bully was picking on him earlier comes and like interrupts them. And then, you know, they do their thing and then the yep. bully, like the muscle head guy compliments him. He's like, Yo, you um I was like, You you were real he was like, You were real good at standing up for yourself. He's like, Yeah, you gotta stand up for yourself, bro. He's like, Don't let anybody fucking pick on you. Yeah, and yeah. And then he's like, All right, now I, he was like, Now I have to kill you. So yeah, yeah. run. So I'll give you like a head start. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, good job, but yeah, but now I'm gonna kill you, you know. And so I was like, you know what? It's so Every little character had a had a own little thing to it. Had their own little like um, like the kid who got sprayed with blood. And he was like, you know, he you would think he he would that be was like a black dude, right? That was a black dude, right? Yeah, yeah. You would think <laughs> yeah. he was, ups- he was, he was yeah. You would think he was upset that like you know that they stabbed him so hard. But he's like, oh, it's because it landed on me. Why only me instead? Of yeah, everybody? you know, it was, it was good. It was it was very smart. Um, it was very entertaining. Yes. Um, it was funny when that uh, when Bella Thorne's character, um, his, uh, his <laughs> yeah, cheerleader, she, she had implants, you, right? Yeah, she gets and, shot, and she, yeah. you know, her whole thing is like, yeah, yeah she gets shot in the boobs. Yeah, right? who's gonna and suck on my boob? <laughs> yeah, she's like, who's gonna suck on my boob now? Like it's, it's you know. There's the a nip- bullet in my titty, you know? Yeah, she's like, the nipples will look all weird. Like, <laughs> the scene, like, it's so, yeah. it's so it, unexpected. It, it was, it was fun. And uh, remember that uh, the boy's love interest, that little neighbor girl, right? She's uh, that uh, witchy chick in Dr. Sleep I told you about, remember? Right. Um, in the theater, that chick in the theater, it was her name. Fuck, I forgot her name in Dr. Sleep, but... Uh, I was like, fuck, who the fuck is this girl? It's like I knew her from a different movie. And I was like, I, and I had to Google it. I'm like, oh, I knew it. It's from the fucking babysitter. I'm like, you know, she's going to do good things in life, man. She's on a good track. But uh, she was also very believable in that movie as just like a kid. Um, as just being a regular kid across the street experiencing all this fucking craziness. And having this other boy who she who she has a crush on, like go into your house and tell you all this craziness. And it was just very well done. Um, and it's on Netflix. Just go fucking watch it. It's the yeah. babysitter. Dude, you know what else is on Netflix? I think uh, another nominee of best of the decades on Netflix, the conjuring. 
Oh yes. So um, the Conjuring, the Conjuring universe. universe, thanks to Mister James Wan. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. it's a really, really good movie. It's uh, it's also unexpectedly good in terms of like. <laughs> You know, Insidious is fine, and that's why I was like, "Oh, this is just like an Insidious spinoff or whatever." Yes, exactly. And I was like, uh, ah, "You know, you didn't. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was." I didn't either. I was. Um, that's probably why it it kind of hit me so hard because it's like, "Whoa, hold on a second. I didn't expect you guys to actually go there, you know, and you guys actually fucking went there, and it was fantastic." Um, they really use the R rating to the advantage uh, because in, in Insidious you got um, a lot of cool visuals like that demon dude and the astral projection stuff Right. Um, but it was PG-13 so they just couldn't do certain things um, James Wan um, the same director of Insidious decided that with the R rating he got for Conjuring he was going to fucking, you know, do his due diligence and uh, and do good by all his horror fans. And he, right. he delivers, man. Uh, legit. Um, there's a lot of scenes in there that are just intense um, in terms of uh, visually striking um, that are are just burning into like like memory. Um, there's one scene where you see this um, this witch um, who's possessing like this house. You see her like on top of the cabinet, like out of nowhere. You're like, right. what the fuck? You're like, well, you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, and that was really good. And then that um, another scene, which was also intense and but very subtle, was that uh, and iconic now is that one scene where they have this clapping game, and the mother is looking for the kids because she's thinking that somebody's playing a game at night and she's like hey guys it's too late to be playing this game um so she keeps hearing this noise coming from the downstairs and she keeps and she goes downstairs from her bedroom and she walks to the 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 kitchen area where she keeps hearing the clapping down the basement and then it's all dark and then all of a sudden fucking she has the light and it's all dark around her, and these two little hands just fucking clap her right by her ears, and people just freak out in the fucking theater. And it was great; it was so good. Um, it really had really awesome jump scares that just like caught you off guard. Um, there was one where I think the mother was laying down, and then the witch was just like floating right above her, and just puked all over her fucking face, and that was fucking great. And the story, uh, which tells, which focuses around um, this family and the Warrens, which is uh, L- Lorraine Warren and her husband. I forgot his name. Uh, they they're like the Ghostbusters. To be honest with you, that's it. Yeah, it's <laughs> you it's know basically that's it's it. <laughs> in, it's insidious when you put the Ghostbusters in it. You know. Yes, and exactly. So you add the little action element of having the Ghostbusters in a haunted house, and you know, take it a little more. You take it seriously, and then you basically get to like amp up all the exorcism scenes because first yeah. of all, you, you get to have exorcism scenes. Yes. And, and second of all, you get to add a little more because, you know, the Warrens are quote-unquote uh, fighting fighting these things, you know. Word. So you you add a little more tension and action which you, with each like yelling and like they're like throwing holy water because it's like they're they're in a physical battle. This yeah, is- 
and that was intense too. The, the last scene when she was like fucking tied up to that chair, mm-hmm. um, it, it got really fucking tight and really, uh, really just in your face in that scene, and you didn't know what the fuck was going on. But um, you said the word exorcism, and it brings me to um, <laughs> something I saw in the last year, in the last ten years. That was really fucking great. Was uh, on Fox on TV, man. The Exorcist show. Oh um, yeah! Did All you right, see that you, show? Yeah, yeah. No, we've talked about it. We haven't yeah. talked about it in the show, of course, dude. So, like, uh, um, I got through half of season two. I didn't finish season two though. I have not seen season two. It, it was there's it no was, point into. Like, no, no, it was falling apart anyway. Yeah, and season one ends like for me, it ended. So I was like, cool. Dude, yeah. that's why I didn't know there was a, a season two until our buddy uh, John told us about it. I was yeah. Like, I'm like, season two? Like, what are you talking about? I thought it was finished. <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was a limited series and it ended. You it know? seemed like a limited series because it's a continued story of Man, Reagan from The Exorcist. You know, it sucks because it would have been the perfect, like, Hulu original or, like, Netflix show. It would have been the, like, it was, it's Shutter awesome. even, you know. Like well, luckily... Ugly, you can actually watch it on Hulu. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're right, though. Imagine having a show just like that, just like going season per season per season, right? Yeah. Um, it would, that's what I'm saying. It would definitely would have been like a Netflix show. But you yeah. know what, though? I was good with just season one, honestly. Um, that show was fucking great. Uh, just in terms alone of, um, of just gore and blood and visuals, it was fantastic. Um, I didn't think they would have the guts to do some of the things they did on network television. Right. Uh, I, I was really taken aback and impressed. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe uh, uh, they're actually watching. I mean, showing this. Uh, should I be watching this? I was. I felt kind of dirty at first because it was Fox. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, what time is it? Is this like after hours? I'm like, oh, no. It's, <laughs> you know, it's fucking Fox. Um, so they did some things that were just awesome. Um, in terms of his darkness, it was super dark, dude. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, yeah, super dark. Um, and uh, it was great how they used everything. Um, they definitely snuck it by you right at first. Um, that the whole thing it tied into the actual original movie, um, which was a, a surprise. You're like, holy shit. Um, okay, cool. You didn't know it was going to go there, but it went there. Um, but they paid tribute, but then again, they kept it their own and they didn't really kind of force feed you the original exorcist. You know what I mean? Um, they wanted to, I keep telling the story of this possessed girl and like, um, and how it's, it's impacting the family around her. And it was just great. The story they told with the, with the, you know, Pope, uh, the cardinals and the bishops and stuff like that. Um, and like the society within the Vatican and like all these people, you know, it was, this is really good storytelling. Um, um, it's dope to have that there. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that TV got the balls to do that stuff. You know, speaking, speaking of TV, uh, just another, another quick shout out. It ties back into the movies too. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, Dude, man. What a I told good, you. Yeah. I told you. That show was fucking great, man. Yeah, it, it, it took, uh, like, it, it was on me. relentless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that, the main guy is great. Uh, it didn't I, relent. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, uh, what I when I really fell into it was uh, he was trying to be an American citizen. And he was saying, like, what country he was from. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, it was, was it, it was, uh, I forget the, the word they used, but it was like, uh, it's no longer, they told him it was no longer a country, and the whole thing, like, he loves America because of the, was it the 94 Dream Team? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he walked into, like, the office wearing, like, a basketball jersey. Yeah. Shirt. Yeah, it was fucking great. It was hilarious. Yeah, dude, I, I loved it, and I love that show. show. It's, it's coming back show. for season two. Hell yeah. Which is I'm great. Excited. That last episode where they had that whole like tribunal. Um, yeah, you got, uh, you, got the council, original, right? you got the original trio, man. Yeah, uh. you got the, the original trio. And then you have Tilda Swinton showing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking, he, fucking Taika Waititi's flexing his fucking, you know, his Hollywood money. You yeah. know, his, his Marvel money. All his Marvel friends showed up pretty much. Dude, know? word. All his Marvel friends showed up. <laughs> All his, Good for uh, him, man. Danny Trejo was there. <laughs> Fucking. That was a good movie. It, it, it was, a, was good a good movie, movie Fucking, too. What, what we do in the shadows, it was uh, it was super different. Like, you knew yeah. um, it was going to be different because of the people involved. You were like, where is this going to go? Because you knew if Jermaine Clement was involved in something, it had to be kind of different, kind of quirky, right? And then uh, Taika Waititi was also involved. And you're like, okay, where is this going to go? And then you get it, and you're like, oh, shit, this was fucking great. It was hilarious. Um, I'm glad they were able to do a show without the originals. You know, like, it was mm-hmm. – um, I was – I didn't know how they would do it, you know. I, I didn't know they were going to, like, focus on the originals and just recast or they were um, going to do something different. And it was cool how they just focused on a whole different, like, vampire group yeah, um, yeah. in Staten Island. <laughs> that was fun, man. Um, yeah, dude. Fucking ten years of fucking. Yeah, you know, it's been a good decade. It's it's been, been a fucking really good decade in horror. Um, yeah, there's like, so many movies to talk about, but we just chose some. Uh, you know, we've we always talk about movies. We want to save some stuff for later. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Um, shit. We went through all the nominees of the best of the decade of the Toe Tag Awards, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, the awards show, the winners will be presented and uh, spoken about. Yeah, ideally, we'll have our choice. Like when we present it, we'll present the winner and then talk about it afterwards. I we're, know. So, so that's exciting. Right now, we, Arturo and I are figuring that out right now. It's a very, that's very, very intense, exciting. It's a very intense process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of heated arguments, you know. I know. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's happening soon. And then I'm I'm kind of stoked about Black Christmas. I was um I went to the theater the other day to see uh, Knives Out. By the way. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, so let's oh Knives let's out. talk yeah. about Knives Out. Fuck Hell it. Yeah. Let's what do did it. you think okay. about it, man? It it was great. It's yes, it's my man. It's my probably my favorite movie of the year. Dude, like it was so good. It was so good. It was. Um, it, it's was, it's a it, it's a it's a good story with a mystery in it. Like, it's not yes. about the mystery. Like, no, it's, it's not, because you know off the bat, you know what I mean? Yeah, you find it, you su- already it surprises you, because we find out the mystery, like, way before we're supposed to. Like, it, it feels like there's already supposed to be something else, right? It's like, yeah. It's like, it's oh, great. no, uh, dude, that was like, the whole answer. No, Yeah, I know. It was so well written. And I'm not a big Ryan Johnson fan. 
Um, right, that's his name, Ryan Johnson. Is it Rain? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it's Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he did Looper, which I think you know, you know, Looper's story. Fine. Looper's fine. Looper's fine. People talked about it, um, and I saw it because it because of their enthusiasm. But and, you're right, you know, people talked about it. Yeah, it's fine, but people exactly. talked about it. People yes. talked about it. I personally think it's overrated. Um, I, I I will agree. And uh, then he did, you know, which one was it? What Star Wars: Last Jedi, right? That was yes. his. That was very underwhelming. Yeah, and then um, he like he he killed Star Wars for me. It's not like a dramatic thing. Where what else like, has he done? He did um, uh, what was it? Super? Was that him? He, no, that was James Gunn, wasn't it? Oh, that was James Gunn. That's why I was so good. Um, <laughs> which one did he do before? Oh, he did that fucking what was it? Brick? Yes, he did Brick. Oh, another one that was like you know. One of those indie Look, fucking brouhaha's. You even know? with that, like he, the one thing I will give him though is that he knows how to write dialogue. Like, this he, is true. He knows how to how to fill out character personalities. You know, like at the very least, you're gonna hear some like witty one liners or just like turn a phrase or like like um a good a good example was that was um Michael Shannon's performance. Uh, yeah, where it's like he was saying stuff, but like the way you know you got like the. It got more intense as the you know with each step and with each statement and like, oh, Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon's great, dude. And that's the thing; the cast is great. Like it's a it's. Smart. It was. Um, are we talking about spoilers right now? Because that's what. No, no, spoilers. no, no. We're, we'll we'll no. talk off air. So let's. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, it uh, the movie really showcases talent. Like for instance, yes. uh, Captain America himself. Yeah, uh, Chris Evans. Uh, Chris absolutely. Evans. Um, you don't expect much of his role based on what you see at the beginning, but then when you really get down to it, just like just look at his facial expressions when shit goes down, right? Like no, you know, just, you're, you're we're bordering on spoilers here. Yeah, today. you yeah. know. So you know, so just uh, he's a really good actor. Don't sleep on him. Go watch Sunshine. He's really good in Sunshine. If you want to see heel Chris Evans, you know, yeah, he's Chris Evans that. is good. Like he he's about to start doing a lot of. He's gonna explore. Like, you know, he's going to explore what he can do, and I'm down for that. I I am too, but, you know, I'm going to miss him as Captain yeah, America. that's true. I hope he but, decides um, to come back someday. Yeah, dude. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, like I was saying, I was uh, on my way to watch Knives Out, right? And I saw a poster for Black Christmas. And I'm I'm kind of stoked. I was like, oh shit! Oh you know? yeah. See, uh, speaking of stuff that like looks good, um, underwater. That yes. looks neat. So that's under- a, uh, with Kristen Stewart, I believe that's yeah. her name, right? Miss Twilight herself. Yes, that looks dope. Um, I'm very curious to see what. Uh, yeah, it's like what sea the, monsters it's all or Cthulhu. Yeah, or it, like- it's very it's very abyss with Leviathan. If you yeah. guys have seen Leviathan, it's another movie about like a sea monster, um, yeah. and uh, um, it's like abyss with leviathan kind of weaved into each other um it looks very cool i'm very curious about it the trailer caught me off guard because i didn't expect yeah Kristen i didn't Stewart was- to be in that kind of movie i was like oh i thought it was gonna be one of those you know you know crappy movies but this I one actually yeah. this well, no. looks good yeah i've never heard of it either so you know i'm excited now i'm excited for another thing that's january so at least like when black christmas it's not like we're having a gap we'll have something to watch in january thank god it's been a slow uh like <laughs> after doctors i guess because of doctor's sleep it's after that it's been slow and horror yeah yeah it it kind of it took you know a lot of the, like a lot of the 
you know, the brunt force of horror mm-hmm. in, in terms of um, what was going on. But uh, it's been uh, it's been a decent year in horror, actually. Yeah, you know what? Just it's to wrap good, it up, man. It's a good year to wrap up the decade. You yeah, know, like absolutely. there's a lot of solid movies that were like very different. Yeah, like, we're we're talking about our top picks, and like there's Ready or Not. You know, Ready or Not was great. Yeah, you got, and it's completely different from Midsommar. And Ma. and Ma. Ma was awesome. And then you had fucking Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had Crawl. Uh, and you had um, a lot of these different movies just sprinkled throughout. Oh, you had um, um, earlier in the year, you had Escape Room, which yeah. was a fun movie. Um, it, the, the third act kind of, you know. Yeah, I was just a saw shaky. it recently, too. Yeah. I, yeah, I will agree. It's if you chop off, like, literally, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how you'd end it either. It's either yeah. like the way they ended. It's all, all or nothing. Yeah, like, I don't know how you'd end it either, but I know that um, it was surprisingly decent. Yes. Yes. Um, we also got earlier in the year. It, oh, what happened? You were saying something about the movie? No, no. It was like yeah, it was surprisingly decent. Right. Like, yeah. Good little good little mysteries for each yeah. of the clues. I expected it to be total trash. Honestly, when I went to go see it, I was like, oh, that was pretty decent. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Um. Another one we got earlier in the year um, uh, that you can find on the website, The Prodigy. Um, it's a really cool movie, man. Um, uh, it's uh, this movie of soul transfiguration or some shit like that. I forget mm. the words. Don't quote me. Look at the review. It's, it's in the review. All right. Go there and check it out. But um, it's uh, it was really cool. It's when pretty much when a soul gets transferred to a different body at birth. Right. Mm-hmm. So the soul of a killer got got transferred into this kid at birth. Right. And as he grew older, the soul started to kind of expose itself in the kid. And so the kid got like meaner and shit. So he would go from uh, like kind of nice to mean and shit. And it was really cool. The ending was dope. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I can't. It, it's one of those movies where that that little twist, um, it, it gives it all away. But it was fun to watch. Uh, we got hole in the ground early in the year. Uh, we we got the Pet Cemetery remake. Yeah, right? it was it was a solid year to end out a a pretty solid decade of movies. Oh, uh, we got Annabelle three finally actually yeah. making a good Annabelle movie. Annabelle comes home. That yeah, was, Annabelle it comes was surprisingly home. Surprisingly good. Yeah. We got the Chucky remake this year. Right, uh, it was all right. Yeah, that was uh, it, it yeah. was just all right. It was it forgettable. Was, at best. It was just all right. We'll move on with our lives with that one. Yes. Um. What else, man? Yeah, we got a we got a good solid collection. It ended strong with Doctor Sleep and with it. Yeah. Um. And uh, we're looking forward to Black Christmas because it just looks like fun. Mm-hmm. Um. We're gonna talk about that down the line this month, and uh, I hope you guys uh, um, stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks for joining us in this best of the decade talk. Just a good little chit chat. Um. Always check out the feeds: Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. Sometimes go on the website and check out the reviews. Posting some more stuff up soon. Got a collection of reviews coming out before the end of the year. Uh, we got the toe tags. The first annual Corpse Feet Toe Tag Awards, um, you know, the 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 awards will be talked about, uh, in, you know, in a couple weeks. You'll hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and and a uh, special shout out to um, Mr. Glenn Morowski, good buddy of mine. He mm-hmm. uh, he made the intro for the podcast. And uh, go listen to his SoundCloud. Uh, we'll tag him on. Uh, 
on this little informational stuff you see in the podcast. That way you can ch- check out his music. Once again, thanks, Glenn. Much appreciated, buddy. Um, uh, and uh, Tex, it's a scary world out there. But you and I, we're going to walk him through it bit by bit, you know? Mm-hmm.